Welcome to another Aflame teaching session. We hope you enjoy this special message by Hank Kleinschmidt. I feel like God wants to release something tonight again. So my approach has been over the years, I'm just going to try and throw everything that I have at you and trust that next time it will give me something new, okay? <laughs> so, and, and hopefully that brings change. Amen. That's about all we can do. But um, a verse that's been just jumping out at me personally is Isaiah, is Isaiah 41. And... Um, I just want to read these two verses. The whole chapter is awesome, but I don't want to hang in all of it. I just want to go to these two verses, verse 17 and 18. Because I read it the other day and it just, it just really got me. Um, it says in my translation, it says, the poor, the poor and the needy are seeking water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. The Lord, I, the Lord, will answer them myself. I, the God of Israel, will not neglect them. I will open, open rivers on the barren heights and springs in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a reed pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Um, how that first line, the other day, I don't know why, when I read it, I literally just started sobbing in my office. I don't know why. But it says, the poor... And the needy are seeking water, but there is none. Yeah. Their tongues are parched with thirst. Right? And when I read it, I, you know, so often when we read this stuff, our minds go to the lost and to the broken and to those who is not born again yet and all of those things. But as I read it, I felt like the Lord said to me, Ink, this is about the church. Yeah. We are so... Thirsty, we are so poor and needy, and some places you guys know you are, some places don't know they are. That's the issue. Some people don't actually know that they are actually parched. They are, they are, they are so dry, they have no idea. And it's not a criticism, it's a reality, and it's like people don't see it, they don't, don't get it, but there's a thirst inside of us, and the issue is there's no water, Right? It's like there's all these muddy puddles, polluted streams that, that we're trying to drink from. It's kind of tying into this morning, right? And we're trying to satisfy a thirst that, that no one can satisfy except for Him. Yeah. There's no one that can fill that place. And, and as much as I have an incredible heart for the lost and that I know it's hard, my heart for the church is breaking at the moment in terms of there's something for me about the church that needs to awaken what we spoke about this morning. But there's a water, there's, there's a, a well of life that needs to be opened up that the church can be satisfied. That the church will be nourished and not parched anymore. That something will open up inside of her that she will rise up in the season and look different. Right? And I want to tell you something. You know you're thirsty, most of you in this house, because I know most of you. But if you're not realizing it, that thing that's missing, that's lacking, that's kind of like, what's happening? Why am I not feeling okay? It's, it's this. 
it's thirst. It's a, it's a hunger, it's a desperation, and you're looking for water, but we're struggling to find it, right? And we need to be able to find it, because if we want to be an Enoch company, if we want to be a group of people that shift seasons, and by the way, the minute that, that, you, that you accelerate process, if I can put it like that, the minute that you step into a place of authority in the Lord where you start by what you speak and by what you do and by your actions, where you actually accelerate process, that's called the miraculous, okay? When time is removed between the point of the problem and the solution and time is taken out of it, that's the miracle realm. Do you understand? Because time is taken out of the equation and something that's supposed to take forever doesn't. It takes a, something that's supposed to take a year takes a day suddenly. Something that's supposed to take three days takes a second. You understand? That's the miracle realm. That's the glory realm that we're talking about. That's what Enoch walked in, right? It's the ability to shift those seasons into time. But that, that's about the miracle realm. But we, we need to step into this place where we have water, and it's only the Lord that can open those wells up. He says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to open it up. I'm going to go through it. And then a couple of chapters later, Isaiah 55, I love how the Passion Translation begins that, 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 that chapter. It says, listen, are you thirsty for more? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, are you thirsty for more? Right? It, it's kind of like this parched land, this dryness that we feel on the inside. And he goes, listen, are you, are you thirsty for more? And then he jumps into it and he says, um, come to the refreshing waters and drink. Right? So it's, it's like Isaiah 41, God says people are parched. They are desperate. They don't know what's going on. The poor and the needy, they are so thirsty. They don't know how to help themselves, but there is no water. And then he goes and he says, but I'll, I'll take the, the high places, the barren high places, and I'll let water flow from it. I'll take the valleys and I'll let water flow. I'll take the wilderness and I'll make it a, a pool of reeds. And then Isaiah 55, he says, are you hungry for more? Right? And he says, then come to the waters and drink. Right? Then come to the waters and drink. He says, you don't need money. Say, so thank you, Jesus. Right? That solves a lot of our problems right there. <laughs> Even if you have no money, Come. Buy and eat, yes, come and buy all the wine and milk you desire. It won't cost a thing, right? Just come, right? So he's inviting us into this feast and he's saying, come to this place, come and get water, come and drink from the river of life, come and drink from the wells of life. And then he says, but there's also milk and honey. There's fat things involved in this, right? Say, thank you, Jesus, because water diet is not what we want completely, nay. All right, we would like some substance in the diet, right? I mean, but there is, there's fat things there. There's milk and there's honey and there's all these things, but, but the water is, is life. We all know it. Water is life, right? Without water, you struggle. We've been in a village without it and then you came along. Thank you. So it does help a lot when you open the tap and water runs out of it. But before it runs out of the tap, you need to find it actually, Right? And the, the beauty of it is us as believers, as this company of people that we spoke about this morning, we have access to the source of pure water. We have access to the fountain of life himself called Jesus. I am the living water, right? I am the living water. And we have access to the king. And remember, Enoch could only do what he did because he walked 
in close intimacy with the Lord. It's the only reason why he had access to what he had access to. So it goes back to that place of finding your own well in the Lord, right? Finding your own source in the Lord so that you can move from that place and move forward. In John chapter 7, Jesus says the same words basically, but this time he's helping us out out a little bit with the riddle. He says, uh, on the last day of the feast, the most important day, Jesus stood and called out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, right? So how do you drink faith? How do you access the water by faith, right? How do you access your own well by faith? How do you go to the water if you don't need money, if you don't need any of those things? You need belief, right? Sometimes money would have been easier for many. Our own currency would have been easier. But what God wants to do tonight is He wants to deposit a different currency into us tonight. He's releasing currency tonight. And I'm going to talk about that at the end a little bit. I shared it with Robbie. So this is the first time I've spoken about this in public. And by the way, you asked me who the seven are. I don't know yet, but I'm pretty sure that you guys are one of them. I've been mulling this over the whole day. Right? So there's currency that the Lord wants to release. But you have to find your own well. You have to find that place. So faith gives me access to this river and I can start drinking from it. Because here's the thing. We, we, we can talk about all of this stuff, but unless you are tied up in Jesus, like walking with Him, unless there's intimacy and there's proximity, you will not carry the realm that you're all longing for, that we are all longing for. And we will not see what we want to see. So the message of intimacy, I don't, I don't care how many times you've heard it, but unless we've got to get it right, we must become a friend of God. We must become ones that can actually drink water. Because here's the thing, there's the body, never mind the unbelieving world. They don't even know they're thirsty, that's the problem. But the body of Christ, they are parched. Right? They are parched. And what does he say? Whoever believes and comes to me and drinks, the scripture says, from his innermost being will come what? Will flow continual rivers of living water. Right? So what if your high place, your barren height, your valley, your parched desert land, what if those victories actually becomes the streams of water that God is creating to to feed the people? Are you getting me? Your battles, your, your difficult seasons, those barren heights, he's, in Isaiah 41 he says, and I will turn it into waters and I will give them water. I will take the valley and I will make it water. I will take the dry place and make it a reed pool, right? He's wanting to take us. We actually become the source. Yeah? Very quiet. Why? Because we're drinking from the ultimate supply, which is Christ. And out of your belly will do what? Spring forth, flow forth rivers of living water. And there's parched people out there that's longing for water, but they don't know where to find it. And you're actually the one holding the key. 
We're the ones holding the key. But you must learn how to drink in faith from the source. Right? We must be able to access the living water. And one of the things that's, that's been stopping us in this season that's holding us back is the fact that we've, we've, this, we've become distracted with so many things. Galatians 5, it's, it's beautiful. Galatians 5, 15, it actually says that, um, it says your striving and your bickering, it has caused a company of people to devour themselves. Right? You are biting and devouring each other and this company kind of implodes on themselves. So what he's saying is it's occupying so much headspace, some of the stuff we're busy with, and the the very thing that is needed is people that will drink from the river. But we don't get time because we're stuck in so many other things. We're in survival mode, which I understand a little bit, but that's not who we are, right? That's not who we are. We are more than conquerors and we are the ones by faith who can access this water, who can access the milk and the fatty things, right? The invitation is always open. So come and drink. Come and drink, right? Drink from the river so that streams of living water can come from you. It's interesting that Eden had, what, four rivers coming out of it, am I right? So the, a garden... In Eden, and what happened? Out of the garden, four rivers flowed onto the earth. It, scripture actually says it watered the earth. So again, when your garden is in place, where your place of walking with God is in order, waters will flow. Right? That's how we release grace into wherever we go. And you actually become that aroma we spoke about this morning from life unto life. But we must learn how to drink. We must learn how to access the mountain of God. We must learn how to step into that realm of the Spirit where we feast on the Lord what we're doing here corporately that we can do it at home on our own. What you feel here you should feel at home in your private time. Okay? I know this is awesome because there's a corporate thing that's beautiful, but what you feel here, you must be able to reproduce at home when it's just you and your wife and your busy toddlers or uninterested teenager. Right? We have to be able to reproduce the same thing because that mountain is important. Isaiah 25, are you fine? I don't want to bore you. Not bored. I, oh, I don't care about that. I just don't want to kill you with preaching. But you said Derek used to preach two, three hours and that was great. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. I felt you gave me permission by telling me that story. You shouldn't have done that. No. Isaiah 25. I've shared this before. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, but I'm going to share it out of a bit of a different angle, right? So it goes and it says, Isaiah 25, verse 6, it says, On this mountain, and it's speaking of Zion, right? The Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all people, right? Right? 
So again, it's speaking of this feast. It's speaking of this come to the waters, come and drink. But this time the water is a mountain. The river is coming from somewhere and it's coming from a high place because that's what rivers do, right? And Zion is the place of the government of God. It's the realm of the kingdom of heaven. It's the realm of the spirit. It's where the throne is, right? Then a crazy thing later on, it actually says that we are Zion in Isaiah chapter 60. So, so it's this weird thing because it's this realm of the spirit. It's the realm of the kingdom. And then God goes, but you, you're it, Right? I think it's Isaiah 60, 14. It says, you're, you're actually my Zion. And they will call you Zion, the daughters of Zion, right? So what does that mean? This feast, this banquet is actually being set up upon us. And what will happen? Nations will come to this thing and they will feast, right? And he says, on this mountain, a banquet of aged wines, Choice pieces flavored with marrow of refined aged wines. Really liking wine here. But it's interesting, the first miracle was water to wine. Water to wine. Come and drink, drink from the waters. And what is the first thing he does? He transforms water into wine. And suddenly the cleansing of man is not a washing by water anymore, but it's the washing by the blood of the lamb. And it is actually what feeds us. And the point with wine is it intoxicates you. It actually changes your walk. (laughs) Right? Right? Amen? Come on, don't be so holy. Too much wine does adjust the way you walk. (laughs) Right? Too much wine that does let you go of your, uh, what's that word? Inhibitions, right. So you lose them. Right? What's that? And your dignity. Good job. You've never drunk in your life. Right? So the point is, if you drink enough, we might change. (laughs) If we drink enough, we might get cleansed. Because water couldn't do it, the blood had to do it. So if we sit enough in that place, at that river and we drink and we feast on that mountaintop with the Lord, we might actually lose our guilt and our shame and we might be transformed into these holy beings that we are that reflects the light and the glory of the Lord wherever we go. And suddenly those who are thirsty can catch a drink of pure, holy water, new covenant, transformational power within it that makes us lose our dignity for the Lord so that He can be who He wants to be through us. But it's aged wines, right, well-refined, So remember aged. 
This thing is not working with me. And then verse 7, on this mountain, because listen, this is what I'm trying to get to. On this mountain, he will destroy the covering that is cast over all people and the veil of death that is woven and spread over all nations. He will swallow up death and abolish it for all time. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And he will take away the disgrace of his people from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. Here's the thing. The company that learns how to feast on the mountain of the Lord. The company that learns how to drink and rivers can be released. The company that learns how to feast on the fatness of heaven. The company that learns how to feast on the wine of the Lord. They are the ones who suddenly walks in authority to lift the veil of death that's resting over people that blocks them from seeing who He really is. Because it says, and the veil will be removed and the people will go, behold, this is our Lord. This is the one we've been waiting for. Because the veil is over the heart, but as long as the veil is over the heart, they're not seeing Jesus for who He is. And if they're not going to see Him for who He is, if we misrepresent Him, right? They might not want Him. But if we feast enough in the realm of the Spirit, like Enoch did, Suddenly we can shift veils and we can remove blindness off of people and allow them to see why. Because we're manifesting the glory of the Lord suddenly where we go. And where the glory comes, there's light. And in the light, there's revelation and you can see. It's the water they're looking for. He is the water. He is the water. He is the river of life. He's all of those things. And when we step into that, then suddenly the aroma of Christ is on us and people will see, people will taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You be the what? Light in the world and the salt in the world. Why? So that they can taste and see that the Lord is good. So who's going to make them taste and see? Me and you. You're the light, you're the salt. Light is sight, salt is taste. But unless we feast, we lose our saltiness, we lose our light. And we don't have a stream of water that can flow out of us so that the parched tongues can be fed, right? This is the shift that constantly needs to come. If there's one thing that this season must break in us, it's the idea that anything else, and I know you're preaching it, Ravi, so I'm, again, I'm preaching to the choir, is that anything else but the presence can bring the change. Anything else but Him. There really is nothing else. It must be Him on us. It must be Him that they encounter when they see us. And that way the veil can be removed. Right? That's the only way. Revelation 22, verse 1 and 2, and there's a river flowing from the, flow, from the throne. And on both sides, there's these trees of life that produce fruit 12 months of the year, okay? I want you to get that. We are blessed with the ability to produce fruit in every season. 
Every season of life, there's grace to produce, right? And this river is for the healing of the nations. It's for the healing of the nations. But the question is, is who's going to drink and who's going to be able to release? And I want to talk more, tomorrow I want to maybe, hopefully, I'm going to touch a little bit more about the practical side of miracle signs and wonders, how we actually do that, how you release that, right? But the point is, we must get the focus right, because the more we're on that mountain, the more that mountain manifests around us. Do you understand what happens? Isaiah 2 says that the nations will flock to that mountain and the law and command and teaching of the Lord will go out from that mountain, right? If we want authority, because you must understand it's, it's an apostolic thing and it's, it's, it's about laying down God's government wherever we go. That's what it's about. So Zion represents the government of God. It represents this realm of the Spirit. And when you feast from it, Isaiah 2 says, that it's the mountain that is higher than any mountain. It's the mountain that's higher than any mountain. And the nations will go and they will say, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. I know you're a church on a hill. So let us go to the mountain of the Lord. For from this mountain will go out the law, the command and the teaching of the Lord. That means the government of God is established by that thing and suddenly creation aligns with the word of the Lord and not with the systems of the world. Right? Is the word spoken from that realm of feasting and the river starts flowing. Right? It's a different realm. It's a different authority that comes upon us. It's a maturity that the Lord is calling us into. The glory is not just about the tricks. If I can make, uh. The glory is about the weightiness of the authority of who He is that settles over a company of people and over a region and it displaces anything else that's there. It changes the laws of nature, the laws and the systems of the land. But who will drink? Right? Who's going to feast? You're tired, I can see that. (laughs) So, I had a dream. (laughs) I haven't shared this dream before with anybody, so you're the first. Right? So, uh, it's a couple, how many weeks? Six weeks, two months ago, I don't know. The cause is boss. Anyway, so it's about two months ago. Um, I, don't, I don't dream a lot, but when I dream, it's usually meaningful. So I'm grateful for that, you know. Like, so, so I wake up this morning with this awesome dream. One of those dreams that you wake up and you felt you were there. And then you wake up and you're like really disappointed you're not there. You know those dreams? Like you're actually looking for them in the room. Like where are they, right? <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't matter who's the name. And I'm not trying to say anything about me. I know it's that God wants to release something. That's all that it's about. So in this dream, I'm at an airport, beautiful airport, such a beautiful airport. I feel like I've been there before. I don't know why. It's like you see all these fancy shops and it's just a beautiful, beautiful airport. And I'm obviously waiting for a flight somewhere. And airports represent the place of waiting, transition, 
waiting on the Holy Spirit, new season, lift off, right? So I'm on this airport, and the next minute, Bill Johnson is my traveling companion, or I am his, I'm guessing. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> he would be so lucky. <laughs> Anyway, so he's in the dream, and we're walking around on the airport. We're seeing all these beautiful shops, and it's just beautiful. But I, knowing I don't have money, I, I, I'm very broke in this dream because everything is like in, in dollars or euros or pounds or just, I know this is, you know, above my pay grade. So I'm just looking and thinking, oh, that's beautiful, you know, and, and I'm never getting it. You know, have you had that feeling before? <laughs> anyway, so... So that's the feeling. I'm nervous, but I'm happy. I'm with Bull. Yay, you know. I'm in the airport going somewhere, which is also exciting in COVID. You're just like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> At least we're going somewhere, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, and the next minute we, don't laugh, but the next minute we walk by a cheese shop, okay. But these beautiful wheels of cheese. Have you ever seen those like massive ones? I actually saw them in, in Amsterdam years ago. Big rolls of cheese, and, and you, when you see it, it's just, I don't know if you've seen it before, but uh, I like cheese, but not that much, but when you see it, you're just like, I've got to have this, this is awesome, right? It's just beautiful, it's, it's, it's a fatty thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's rich, that's what it is. At that one river, there was milk, wasn't there? Right, and, and, and there's this cheese, and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, oh, I would so love this cheese, you know, it would be so great. And, uh, but I know I can't afford it, it's just way too much money. And the next minute he pulls out his, um, you know, he pulls out a bunch of cash from his uh, pocket, and he puts it in my hand, and he says, I want you to take this and go and buy cheese for you and for your seven friends. And that's the end of the dream, and I wake up and I'm going, Okay. Where's my cheese? No, I'm going, no, where's Bull? That's what I'm going. <laughs> anyway, here's the point. Cheese speaks of maturity. Okay. It speaks of fat things. It speaks of glory. Right? So there's something about a maturing, there's something about a glory realm that's on that thing. Okay? Bill Johnson represents the apostolic. And money is currency. So it was like there was a release of apostolic currency to step into maturity in the glory of the Lord. Right? Okay. And why I'm sharing this with you in the light of all of this is because we're talking about Zion and the rich things that's on Zion. We're talking about an upgrade. We've been talking about glory the whole weekend and that was not the plan. We've been talking about all of this stuff. There's a maturing in the body of Christ that is necessary. There's people that's parched and thirsty and they're needing something. Right? They're needing something. And I believe what the Lord is trying to say through that dream is there's a season here where there's apostolic currency being released to break things open that we haven't been able to break open before. Right? And it's the glory, but it's bringing sons and daughters into maturity. 
All of creation is in eager expectation for the revelation of the mature sons of God. Right? Mature sons and daughters of God. Like there's a grace to mature us. Right? But it begins with those who can feast on that mountain. And if I can feast there, I access things I couldn't access before. And it's not just playing now, but it's actually raising up sons in maturity that can release the law and the commandment of the Lord in areas. It's like a foundational where the kingdom settles in someone's life, in someone's family, in someone's business over a region. Right? So what I want to pray for tonight I don't really know how this works. It's the first time doing this specific one. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask if the Lord helps me and that I'm not missing it. <laughs> but what I want to pray for tonight is that currency will be released. Right? That that maturity, that something about that will open up over us tonight. And that it will be a company of people that can feast on the mountain of the Lord. Right? The apostolic is about authority. It's about a line in the sand that is drawn where we resist the forces of the earth and we unlock the realm of heaven. Right? And it's not about a apostle. That's not the point. It's about an apostolic group of people under an apostolic mandate that the Lord has given. It's different. Do you understand? It's not about a man. It's not the point. It's about a company of people that's stepping into maturity that can unlock something on the earth. So I want to pray for that tonight. Okay? So let's stand together. I just want to close our eyes just for a minute. Whew. It's such a strange presence in the room. Can you feel it? I don't know how to describe. I don't know if you're feeling. If it's just me, if it's just me, but it's like extremely clear, isn't it? It's like there's no fluff in any of this. It's just. Whoop. I don't know if you feel it too, but it's just open. It's such a weird thing that I'm feeling. It's clarity, isn't it? Can you feel that? It's just like there's almost nothing. Yeah. Why? Because it's the law and the command of the Lord. It's just boom. There. It's just nothing about it. It's the way it is. Yeah. Right? And uh, so when we pray tonight, I have no idea what's going to happen. But this is a strange, refreshing thing. It's that crystal clear water, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So Lord... We just welcome you. Yeah. Learn us how to drink. Thank you that you give us eyes to see those who are parched, so thirsty, but there is no water. Yet we have found it. We've discovered the water. We've become the river. We have become your mountain. And from this mountain will go forth the law and the command of the Lord. 
Lord, thank you for apostolic grace just being released tonight. It's such a bizarre thing because I don't, I don't know if we always know what it means even, Lord. But I know it plows through. I know it opens up. I know it establishes a foundation for the kingdom to advance. I know it lays cornerstones. I know it's like fire in our bones. It's something that consumes us from the inside and it doesn't let go. It's like this, it eats away at your inside. That's what it does, the apostolic. It's persistence and perseverance. It's boldness. And it's understanding about the mysteries of the kingdom. So Lord, as we wait tonight, Holy Spirit, as we're sitting in that airport as a company and just going, come, thank you that you just release something, Lord, and that that maturity, that grace, that glory is being released upon us, Lord, even as we sit. And we just welcome that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this session. We hope that you were blessed by it. For more information about the ministry, go to www.aflame.co.za or find us on Facebook and Instagram under Aflame Ministries. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.